everyone. Friends, lovers. Actually, I don't think anyone that's ever been a lover listens to my podcast, except for maybe Christian. Um, but he still is, so... I mean, not currently listening to the podcast because it hasn't come out yet. But he could technically right now because I'm going to attempt to put this podcast on Instagram Live, which I'm not even sure I've ever done. Um, and it might, might, it might not last through the whole thing, but this is part two of the Ask Me Anything podcast. And so I have a list of a bunch of questions from you guys, but I was getting sort of like, uh, not overwhelmed, but whatever, with writing them down. And I'll, and I'll go through the ones that I still, that I haven't written down, but um, that's probably when I'll shut off the live portion of it. But I'm going to try the live thing for a little bit, so if anyone has questions, they can write in. Um, do you guys know if you can do Instagram live, like, horizontal? Well, I guess we'll find out. I'm going to start it right now. Anyways, guys, um, yeah, you guys sent in a ton of good questions for the Ask Me Anything Part 1. The questions are really good for Ask Me Anything Part 2, and really, I will answer anything. And um, I just want to, before I start, um, give you guys a couple show dates. Uh, I'll turn the live thing on now. Hang tight, guys. This is a very technically strange uh, podcast. Checking connection. I'm live. Okay, cool. Um, for those of you that just joined live, am I going to be seeing comments sideways? No, oh, this is the only way I could set it up was, uh, well, whatever. Damn it. Let's see if I can set it this way. Hello, people joined. I think it's too confusing. And yes, I know I look like I'm under an interrogation light right now, but we're working on it. Okay, hold on. Okay, I just have to sit up higher. All right, sorry for the delay, people that are just listening to the podcast. Okay, so this is the first time I am Instagramming live while I podcast because this is the Ask Anything podcast. Yes, it looks like I'm under an interrogation light because I'm in a hotel room in... um, Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm doing a show tonight. So uh, I guess for the people that are live, if you live in Greenville and you haven't bought tickets yet, I still think there are tickets available. And you can get them at rachelobriancomedy.com. And uh, some other upcoming show dates are, uh, hold on, May 18th. Oh, no, there's more than that. Sorry. May 9th in uh, La Jolla at the uh, La Jolla Comedy Store that's near San Diego. And then uh, May 18th, I will be in Hoboken, New Jersey at the Colo Club. May 23rd, I'm at Laugh Boston in Boston, and I don't know why I was going to say Boston, Massachusetts, just if you guys didn't know where Boston was. And then uh, May 24th, I'm at Ars Nova in New York City, and you can guys can get tickets there at rachelobriancomedy.com. Okay, so let's start with the Ask Anything podcast under my very hot interrogation light. I'm not sure how long this is going to last, but we're going to try. What is this? Looking gorgeous. Oh, thanks. Whoa. Who's going to be in Boston with me? Okay. So in Boston, I'm bringing my best friend, Sabrina. She's been my childhood friend for forever. Um, she was also my guest on the Keanu episode. And I consider Sabrina to be one of my funniest friends. She doesn't do stand-up yet. She needs to. Um, but she's still like living that flight attendant life. Whatever. Anyways, she'll quit the traveling hobo life and just join the traveling comedy hobo hobo life um hold on i got a burp okay so i'm gonna start the ask me anything podcast so the first question at least that i wrote down or first first four questions was from a girl named anna first question was how did stassi and i meet um okay stassi and i met well originally we met like let's see 2000 Let's just call it maybe a year before Vanderpump Rules started. 
Um, it wasn't the greatest meeting. I mean, well, I mean, my intentions were good. So the way we met was, um, so I had dated Jax like 100 years ago. Obviously, some people know that. Whatever, it's like bankruptcy. It cancels out after seven years. I don't even count that I dated him. He's a friend of mine. I'm super happy he's dating Brittany because she's the greatest thing that's ever happened to him. Frankly, I didn't even really, no offense, Jax, like him that much. So whatever. But, but uh, you know, Jax was kind of a douche when I was dating him. I think he's gotten a lot better now dating Brittany. He was a douche when he dated Stassi. Stassi's a few years younger than me. Damn it, I just gave away my age again. She's not younger than me. Um, but at the time, also, uh, she just was. She just seemed very little because we were. She was probably twenty one or twenty two, and I was twenty three. And um, I saw her out at and Jackson had broken up at the Abbey, and I think she might have been with. Yes, she was with. Oh yeah, I forgot. He was just standing at the bar. Yeah, and I took it upon myself to walk up to her and say, uh, "I'm going to tell you something. I wish someone would have told me. Your boyfriend's not that nice of a person, and he might cheat on you." And then she started crying. And, uh, you know, then went up and yelled at him. And then it looks like they got in a fight. And I was just like, I think I should go. I think this is my cue to leave. And then I never saw her again for years. And then Kristen and I reconnected as friends. And then Stassi and I became close. And that's the rest is history. So thank God she overcame me, like, assaulting her. But it was like I was being protective, um, you know, in a bar. I really was being protective. And she knows that now. Hell, we've done it to other people he's dated. All right. So Anna's next question was, describe my first stand-up act slash set. Um, well, uh, I don't want to say unlike most people, because a lot of people don't take a comedy class. But I like to, I don't know, learn things before I try them. And so my first stand-up performance was after completing like an eight-week comedy class. And actually, you guys should take the class from this guy. I, well, I took two comedy classes. This guy's name is Carrie Otis, and then I took Pretty Funny Woman from Lisa Sunstead. I still do her shows all the time. She does great things for women getting into comedy, and uh, it's, it's awesome. She puts you on her shows. So anyways, my first one was after an eight-week class, and I had learned, uh, you know, not learned, but I'd written out a, a real five-minute set that this teacher helped me write. And so... I performed it at the Hollywood Improv, but because it was a class, they wouldn't like show the improv logo behind us. They like covered it up with a banner that was just like student class. I was like, I guess I won't be posting this anywhere because it looks real not profesh. But I actually had a good set only because I someone uh, only because I um, I prepared it and also I invited all my friends and family. I think my parents were in town, so yeah, it felt like I killed. Um, yeah, but then the next time I went up and was just like an open mic, no, I bombed, but that's kind of just what comedy is. So, all right. Third question. Um, how did I deal with my dad getting cancer and him never getting better? Uh, and the, and the girl said that her boyfriend is experiencing that. Um, well, in my mind, honestly, he is better because, uh, I'm lucky to have him around. Yes. He's never, he's not technically in remission. He just gets chemotherapy twice a year, but you know, it could have been much worse. I mean, he was on the brink of death when I was a kid. And so now I'm just grateful to hang out with him. He's the greatest man in the world. I'm so lucky to have him. So I don't even think of it like, um, I don't really deal with it in that way. I mean, yes, it makes me sad to think about almost losing him and it makes me, but hell, I got him already for 15 years longer probably than I thought I was going to. And, uh, I think he's going to live to be like 90. So I just try to stay positive. So does my whole family. And they, my family like jokes about stuff. But when my dad 
was um, actually like super, super, super sick, like to the point where he couldn't even walk. Um, they took us on vacation to Las Vegas for whatever reason because we were like poor at the time and that's kind of cheap to take your kids there. And uh, he had to ride around in a motorized cart and granted he was only about 39 years old at this point, maybe 40. And because uh, he couldn't walk down those long ass hallways and he would like zip down the hallway and like leave us and be like, I'm gonna go pick up chicks. We were like, all right. So we laughed through things. Uh, okay. Oh God, this is a tough one. Sophie's choice right now. Last meal if I was on death row. You know, Anna, this is just cruel. Uh, Italian sushi. I'm going to go with fresh seafood, like crab, lobster, shellfish, of so- a seafood tower of sorts, um, a skinny margarita, and then a, a, a dirty margarita. No, just like a... a, a, a uh, vodka martini up with a couple olives. Then I'd move on to steak, but just eat a little bit of it probably with some mashed potatoes. And with that, I'd have a really great red wine. Okay. Is this ruining for that it's on live? Oh, whatever. I'll stop the live thing soon. Um, okay. And again, if you guys are watching from Greenville, South Carolina, please come to my show tonight at Alchemy Comedy Theater. I think there's a few tickets left. I'm also selling merchandise that I don't have on me right now, but it is a red shirt that says I'd prefer not to. And then a gray one that says, don't be a scumbag. And then also this cute tote bag. Okay. Next set of questions from Christine. Um, She says, best way to get through a breakup? Well, I think... um, Hi from New Zealand. Well, that's cool. Can I come there? Hey, what's your name? Stacy. Find out if enough... I think it's Stacy. If enough people will come out to a show in New Zealand, I'll fly there. I've always wanted to go. Okay. So Christine wants to know the best way to get through a breakup. Um, When I think about it, I would say the first thing is to forgive. Because that just like lets, that's, that frees you up from, from like, let's just say someone cheated on you or they did you wrong or, or you fought a lot or whatever. It's only going to like cause you pain to like hold on to it. So you might as well just forgive them because everyone's human. You know, even, you know, I've had some pretty shitty things happen when I was, I was dating people and, and I've done some shitty things to people. And they've forgiven me, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, okay, well, here's a, here's a great example of forgiveness. I, I mean, it's the only time I was ever kind of shitty to someone, but not totally. Um, I wasn't really shitty to him at all. We were very close, but my college boyfriend, uh, I'm not going to say his name to respect privacy, but my college boyfriend, not Devin, the football player, my other one before that, um, I wasn't shitty to him. I just kind of, you know broke his heart of sorts and uh and and he had a girlfriend after we broke up but a few years later um he he died of something I won't say what and uh when I and I went to the funeral and it was horrible I collapsed in the, you know I've never actually done anything like that before because I'm not super dramatic and I became after that I became closer to his family than I ever had been his brother is family to me I never don't get to really see his parents but they would be, I'd be super close with them. Um, so, you know, they forgave me and I don't, I gave, I forgave myself. I forgave Jack's for any th- shitty thing he's done. So I think the best thing is to forgive and then just move on. Hell, have fun. Go out, have some cocktails, go to happy hour. Just get back out there. If you, I mean, if that's what you want to do. Um, okay. The next question, how to advance in career. If you're looking for a career change, work your ass off. 
I mean, if you want to like be successful at anything, you just have to work your ass off. I think that my live feed is like broken right now because uh, nothing's moving. Um, I think I'm going to stop the live podcast or the live portion of this. Hang tight. All right. Back to just podcasting with you guys. All right. Meaning not on Instagram live. Okay. So I'm real focused and hunkered down with you guys, friends. All right. So, okay. So Christine, the last question you said was how to advance in career if looking for a career change. Honestly, just work your ass off. If it's something that you really want, you really do have to work your ass off. I mean, obviously make time for fun and exercise and, and time with friends and, and loved ones and family and boyfriends and girlfriends or whatever. But you ha- you do. You have to spend, I mean, let's just say it might be for, okay, so I've been, I've been working at comedy and acting and everything for 10 or 11 years now. Well, and I worked very hard at, right at first, but I would say for the last five years or more, I have literally been six years probably working my ass off in every way, in every capacity. Before I even had a manager or an agent, I made my own management company. I made a fake phone number and I would call and get myself auditions because I wasn't going to wait around for someone to get me auditions. And I did a pretty good job managing myself, but then it got too difficult you know, you have to do stuff like that. You have to be willing to work at night in the morning, do everything you can to, you know, have a side job while you're probably pursuing your other career or passion, or you just have to work your ass off. That's my only advice, but stay healthy. Don't, uh, don't get too crazy with it. Oh gosh. Podcast magazine had a really funny one, um, that I have to look up on my phone. So I'll get back to that one in a second. Uh, they're even, they're, they're a new magazine that's coming out. Um, okay. Then Miranda, asks, what is my most embarrassing moment ever? Oh, there's been a lot of them. Um, I mean, I do a lot of really, really awkward. I have a lot of awkward interactions. and But I would say most recently, my most embarrassing thing was I talked to one of the podcasts and then I had to take it down. I ran into some guy that I had dated. I mean, barely, briefly. It's not his fault, whatever with his girlfriend whom he was technically dating before and I awkwardly introduced myself because I was just surprised and then I don't I, it's I can't I can't say the full story but it was embarrassing um okay and then I think it's Marissa or Marisha says LA or Oregon where's my heart at um I, I think LA at this point uh, you know like I, I told that story earlier about an ex dying and, and, uh, you know, a lot of people in my hometown, a lot of people, fr- people I was friends with, uh, it's really become over, overrun with drugs and stuff. And to me, I just, or I find Oregon to be a little depressing now as beautiful as it is. I just, there's a lot of pain there. So I'm going to go with LA. It has brought me happiness and opportunity and I love California and my parents have a place in Palm Springs. So I always get to see them there. So I'm going to go with California or LA. Uh, next question. Someone asked, was I embarrassed to date someone paralyzed? Um, not at all. I was actually very, very, very proud to date him. Um, and I loved our story. We had a, we had a cool story. Actually, <laughs> oddly enough, that uh, college boyfriend that uh, passed away, I uh, actually met Robbie, uh, which was my paralyzed boyfriend, through that family because uh, Robbie was friends with um, my ex and his brother. And... Uh, the ex's brother kind of introduced us and the rest was history. And I loved that story because 
you know, for all of us, there was a lot of pain losing my ex and, and it felt like we were all just sort of close and there was a lot of forgiveness. So there was that. Plus, Robbie had an incredible story. I was there as when he got this surgery from the Christopher Reeve Foundation that was going to hopefully make him walk again, which he's, I have heard he's doing really well with. And I talked to him occasionally. And I really loved, uh, I loved fighting for him. And I loved being around someone that had a, like a fighter's spirit. You know, I loved, I loved that when, for example, there, we couldn't get into a restaurant because it wasn't like wheelchair accessible. Well, I loved forcing them to let us in and finding a way to have a people help carry me and people help carry him in while he was in his wheelchair. And I'm like, no, we want it. We're in New York city. We're visiting. We want to go to this really cool restaurant. So you know what? If you don't have a wheelchair rep, we're going to figure something out. I loved that stuff. So no, I loved it. All right. Now I have to go to my phone and do the questions that are on there. So hang tight. We're taking a brief pause. Well, really, it's just me pressing pause. All right. Podcast Magazine asks, okay, so here goes. Who's worse, someone who actually spends money on music made by Corey Feldman or someone who willing, willingly uses their vote to make Kid Rock a senator? I mean, I like Kid Rock's music, kind of, but I'm going to go with the Kid Rock a senator one. That's a good question. I liked that. Very creative. Okay. I kind of hear a buzzing in the background of this, so hopefully you guys can ignore it. Just pretend like it's not happening. Um, okay. Next question. Oh, humble brag. Okay, that wasn't a question. Um, all right, next question was, what are your thoughts on tall gingers? I have nothing against them. One of my best friends is a tall ginger. Okay. Um, uh, okay, next. Uh, when are you coming to Nashville? Please. I would love to go to Nashville. Who knows of a comedy club there that will have me? It is my dream to go to Nashville. I want to go. I want to listen to music. I like country people. I like country and rock music. And I really want to go to Nashville. And it's near Knoxville where my sister lives. Someone help me make Nashville happen. This is a PSA. This is my Make-A-Wish Foundation wish. All right. Someone says, coming to LA for the first time in June, I'm from the East Coast. What do you suggest to do that's non-touristy but cool and fun to do? I have Mr. Vintage Tees bowling alley on my list and, of course, a reservation at Pump. I tried Sir, but they already booked until Infinity and Beyond. Thanks in advance. Uh, you can get into Sir. I'd be very surprised if in June? No, they're not booked. You can get. I mean, just go at like 5 p.m. or something. And the good thing is in June, they'll be filming. So likely you'll see the cast filming in there. That might be why it's so booked up, but I feel like I, I think you can get a reservation. Just keep trying and go for earlier times like 5 p.m. or really late times like 10 p.m. Um, what else should you do? Um, there's so many cool like restaurants to check out. Um, it sounds like your person's probably staying in the West Hollywood area. Some of my favorite places in West Hollywood are, well, go to the Grove, of course. That's just fun. And then there's a Mexican restaurant called Mercado on 3rd and Fairfax I love. Also for Mexican, there is, I just forgot the name, El Compadre, El Coyote. Um, there's another really good one on 3rd. I can't think of the name right now. Um, the Beverly Center is a big mall. I don't really like indoor malls, but they have some really cool, good new restaurants. And one of my podcast listeners' husband actually works at one called Calmar. I would go there. That place is awesome. Um, it's very expensive, all of these places, but they're cool to check out because they have a lot of old Hollywood history. Chateau Marmont Hotel and Restaurant, uh, the Polo Lounge at the Beverly Hills Hotel, Sunset Tower Hotel and Restaurant. You can just go and have like one drink and people watch. Um, Oh, Sunset Marquee, that's like the Rock and Roll Hideaway Hotel. 
Um, and if you can, try to make it over to like Franklin Village, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, all a bunch of really cool spots there. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Venice and Santa Monica. I'm not a huge Venice, Santa Monica person, but they're cool. I just wouldn't walk around Venice at night. It can be pretty dangerous. I mean, I wouldn't walk if you're, a, I think it was a girl. Don't walk around anywhere alone at night ever in any city. Um, oh, and I really hope I'm going to have Nia Sanchez on the Miss USA who taught me self-defense very soon because it was the greatest thing I ever learned. And I want you guys to uh, learn about it. Uh, next question was, when will you come to D.C.? Please and, and thanks. Hopefully soon. I know nothing about D.C. other than like presidents live there. But if you know of a place, I would love that. Um, all right. Next question. You and Stacey are my favorite people ever. My friends and I are going to Charleston June 7 through 10. Can you please bust my life and make a trip there that same weekend? I know for sure Stasi won't be able to because she'll be filming. Unless they, let, unless they finally let us do some sort of crossover because... We actually are friends with the people from Southern Charm. It's not like a fake TV show thing, but they think that the audiences are going to think it's just set up for TV. So, but maybe I love Charleston. I want to go back as much as possible. And I didn't really get to spend as much time there this time. I was just there a few days ago. I mean, I spent time, but I didn't get to do as much as I would like to do because I was just kind of doing stand up and preparing for that. And yeah, but yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Do you believe in changing your name after marriage? Why or why not? Um, I think do whatever you want. Um, you know, I don't think I will change my name only because, I mean, maybe like legally, but not for like a stage name only because everyone, I mean, I'm known as Rachel O'Brien and let's just say I married Christian, for example, well, his last name is Majeski. It's a hard name to say. I don't think that would really, you know, go well. And not that I'm going to say I'm marrying Christian. So Christian, don't freak out. That wasn't like a marriage proposal from me. But, um, yeah, like, but, but part of me would want to keep it in general because I don't know. I think I'm the last one. See my sister, my sister got married. So it's only me and my sister and my sister's married and her kids took her husband's name Childers. I'd like to carry on the O'Brien name. So I don't know. I think it's really just a personal preference thing. Let's say that like I married someone whose last name was Rachel's. I don't really want to be Rachel Rachel's. So you know, I think it's just a personal preference thing. Hey, let me know, Aaron, if you're actually experiencing a dilemma with this. Um, okay. Thanks. So, okay. Well, I'll say someone said it was good to see you in my show. Uh, hold on. I got to scroll down a little further. All right. Someone said, when did you realize you were first funny? I feel like I answered that on the first part of this, but it was when I was a kid. I was just kind of a, had a big imagination. I was a goofball. And my friend Sabrina and I, who's going to be with me in Boston, we used to act out our own book reports. I had a, a like just a big personality. I was kind of weird. I used to do SNL sketches uh, at parties in front of my parents and their friends. My dad and I would act, um, act out the uh, Spartan cheerleaders from SNL. I think I was just always a goofball. And I really just had a lot of confidence. And yeah. Uh, someone said, when are you coming to Dallas? Hopefully soon. I know they have a lot of comedy clubs there. Anyone who knows anyone of these comedy clubs, considering I don't have a booking agent and I'm setting these up myself, you just let me know. Oh, okay. People keep asking about the sunglasses I keep wearing on Instagram stories. Um, and if you don't follow me on Instagram, you listen to this podcast. Regardless, they're Celine, but I got them for like $150 or $180 at the Saks Fifth Avenue outlet. And I think they sell Saks Fifth Avenue outlet stuff online. Never pay full price for anything. I never pay full price for anything. I have the cutest red. I always wanted a red purse. I love the color red. Red 
vintage Gucci bag that had all the original tags on it. It's vintage from 1987. It was in perfect condition minus the strap. I got it on Tradesy for $180 or $175. I can't remember. And then all I had to do was drive to downtown LA and go to this like chain store. I bought a chain for 30 bucks. I had it put on for 10 bucks. It is the prettiest purse I own and all in it cost me $200 and it is one of a kind and it's Gucci and it's vintage. Never pay $5,000 for a purse. There's absolutely no point unless you're like, you know, a, a Saudi prince or something, I guess. But I, I never do. Every single thing I own, I always find stuff on sale. Like, let's say even, okay, I'm wearing white van sneakers right now. I've been wanting these for a while. I just waited until I found them on sale. Big deal. I don't need them for $100 when I can get them for 30 in that moment. Everything I buy on sale, I buy a lot of stuff from Forever 21 too. This is a very good tip. Go and look at your favorite fashion bloggers or your favorite movie stars and see the outfits that you like that, that are like $3,000 on them. Every single one of these cheaper stores, they make those items. You just have to find like a hidden gem where it's good quality. Honestly, I think Forever 21 is pretty dang good quality. And if it falls apart, it costs me $11 sometimes. Like big deal. I'd rather wear it, you know, 10 times over the summer like a little sundress. It falls apart. I, yeah. That's, see, I just went on a very, very passionate rant there. But I could do a whole podcast on how to dress like ballerish on a budget. So if you guys want to hear that podcast, you let me know. All right, next question. Um, okay, come to DC. Again, does anyone know anywhere in DC? I can perform. I will come there. Come to Nashville. Okay, there's a lot of DC in Nashville. Um, let's see. Uh, I want to say thank you for doing a podcast on hypothyroids and Hashimoto's. It was pretty and really great. Okay. I don't know if you didn't listen to that podcast, but we'll just kind of go into it real quick as I did a whole podcast on it. A lot of people nowadays are suffering, a lot of women are autoimmune diseases because I think it's a lot of the crap they put in our food nowadays and it's just hormonal and things like that. And so I have Hashimoto's disease, which then caused hypothyroidism, which basically means I have no metabolism and have a very hard time having energy. Well, for a while, for like a year and a half, I would get so tired I was taking Adderall for energy. I don't recommend it. Adderall is meth. It is a methamphetamine. It will dry your skin out, dry your hair out. It is not a good... I literally only took it because I could not function and have 100 jobs. And I was actually, you know, given it, given it, my guy that, my thyroid doctor was kind of like, if you're really this tired, this could help you. Well... My mom, you know, Cindy O'Brien loves to send me everything. She was sending me articles after articles every week, every day, practically being like, Adderall's bad for you. It's going to age you. Da, da, da. As it turns out, she's right. I mean, it didn't age me because I didn't do it for that long. But there are so many other things you can do to feel better. Number one, B12. That is key. And I just went to a health food store in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And the guy, actually go to the store. It's called All Natural think health and beauty. The guy's name is Bobby Caston, who owns it or Bobby something. He's a doll. He walked me through everything. A lot of women also are iron deficient. He gave me iodine for iron, an iron pill, an iron supplement that doesn't make you constipated because iron can make you constipated. And then he was explaining to me a lot of people that have underactive thyroids because you suffer from like brain fog and like you just get so tired. I mean, this whole week that I've been in Charleston and Greenville, I've been going to bed at like 8 p.m. and then waking up at like 8 a.m. and still not being able to barely get out of bed. I've just been so tired. Well, only 8 p.m. on the nights I didn't have a show. But tonight I hope to partay. Um, but 
um, he explained that a good thing to take for that is there's there's coenzymes. It's like, ah, oh gosh, I got to look at the bottle. Sorry. Hang on one sec. Okay. There is COQ10 and then PQQ. They're for cardiovascular health and cognitive support. I took them for the first time today and I was so tired. I feel like I have so much energy and natural energy now, not a caffeine jitterness, jitteriness, not that Adderall jitteriness. I feel really, really good. And so I, I recommend to all of you to really just kind of try to go like the healthy route. I know that Adderall and things have been, you know, glorified in the media and whatever as a way to lose weight and things like that. But honestly, B12 and these like enzyme things, they curb my appetite and they've like kind of speed up my metabolism. I don't know. I don't really feel like I need Adderall. So yeah, get involved. I'll post if you guys are interested in it. Just tweet me or Instagram me at uh, Rachel N. O'Brien. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. And I will take photos of all the natural supplements that I'm taking because uh, it's really changed my life. And I felt really tired and really just kind of sick for a long time. Just like always wanting to go to bed. I could never like stay out late with my friends. I just was always like too tired. I mean, you know, I would try. Um, I could never. It was hard. I mean... I forced myself to, you know, work a hundred jobs and then do stand up at night and stuff, but it was really hard. I was always really tired. So, and I know a lot of us suffer from that. We're all busy. You know, I'm sure a lot of you guys have like kids and jobs and husbands and wives and families and, you know, I'm just me and I'm exhausted. So I can imagine. Um, anyways, when the, on that note, I am going to wrap it up because I'm going to go have a little snack ski before my show tonight. I'm really excited. I hope that a lot of you guys come out to Greenville tonight. And just to reiterate my other show dates, we have La Jolla Comedy Store on uh, on May 9th. We have, or I have uh, May 18th. I'm in Hoboken, New Jersey at the Colo Club with my friend Dana Moon. She's going to be doing it with me. And then I think on that one, Jiggy, no, no, Jiggy's doing Boston with me too. That's just Dana Moon, me, and then I'm going to do maybe Jared Freed. I think I forgot to text him, but he's got a cool podcast called J Train. Dana Moon has a podcast called Moon Me. And then that's May 18th, Hoboken, New Jersey. May 23rd, Laugh Boston with my best friend Sabrina from high school. And then uh, Jiggy, who's a hilarious comedian. He does a lot of stuff with um, the guys from uh, Impractical Jokers. He tours with them. He's a great guy. I did a show with him in Austin. That's May 23rd in Boston. May 24th, Ars Nova in New York City. Super excited about that one. Sabrina will be with me there. And then I'm going to have some other um, New York comedians on that one. And it's going to be great. I'm really, really excited. There'll be some su- su- uh, surprise guests. Um, Shep Rose from Southern Charm opened for me in Charleston. And I have to say, he did fantastic. It was his first time doing stand-up. He took it really seriously, and he did a great job. So I'm really excited, guys. And hopefully soon, Stassi will do a live podcast with me. And maybe Jackie Schimmel wants to team up on one of these. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, guys, as always, for listening. I love you so much. Thanks for everything. You have a good day. Bye.